and get started. I'll give some quick announcements. Uh, of course, Pastor and Miss Christie's not here this morning. They're on vacation, so keep them in your prayers. And um, also keep in mind that next Sunday, we're just having a Sunday morning service. And the same goes for December 31st, which is New Year's Eve, which is on a Sunday. We'll also only be having Sunday morning services. So no PM service next week or the week after. But we are having Sunday night services tonight, amen. So uh, 6 o'clock and uh, uh, try to be here for that if you can. And is there any other announcements we need to make this morning? We don't have a bulletin, so I'm, we're not real sure of anything else. No? Brother Travis, would you open us up in prayer this morning, please? Thank you for the place where we can come in and worship you. Pray, Father, for the message this morning. Brother Dan, prepare us to bring that to the land from high. Lord, thank you so much for your word and how it speaks to us. Pray, Father, for those among us who are not well. We pray that you would strengthen them up and restore them back. Lord, we thank you for all the blessings in our life. We know they come from you. These things we ask in your precious name. Morning. Let's go ahead and turn to 212 and stand. 212. Go tell it on the mountain. We need to let everybody know that the Lord is here. Speaking of Christ as an infant, small, tiny, born in a lowly stable, yet he came to give us the greatest gift, 
the world has ever known.
is mine. All right, 224, birthday of a king. Okay, I love this song uh, ever since uh, Mark Lowry and Betty Green wrote it. And uh, Mark Lowry sings, he, he sings so wonderful. I'm not Mark Lowry, but I'll try my best this morning. Did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you Thank you. 
that song, brother. First time I heard that song, I, I, I fell in love with it. I didn't realize Mark Lowry wrote it until later on. I heard somebody else sing it. Now that is a really good song. You open your Bibles to Psalms chapter 1, first chapter of the book of Psalms. If you woke up this morning like I did and you turned the news on, you probably heard about that uh, uh, cruise ship that had a stomach virus on it, amen? Of course, the first thought that came to my mind was, I wonder if that was the pastors, uh, <laughs> the ship that they were on. And Peyton and Luke quickly reminded me that was a different, uh, I think, a different company. And we were talking about that in Sunday school class this morning, though I wasn't the only one that seen that. That's some kind of stomach virus on a cruise ship. That would be a, a bad way to go for vacation, amen, to be out there on sea and uh, not feeling your best. Uh, Psalms chapter 1. Psalms chapter 1. We're going to look at one verse there. And... Uh, I found some uh, interesting 
scientific facts that I want to share with you this morning I thought were really interesting. A lot of these, when you hear them, the numbers are just, uh, they're mind-boggling to me anyways. And um, actually, I narrowed it down to 10. There was like 25, and uh, I, I cut it down to 10. Uh, but just listen to these, and it just shows how amazing uh, what a what a crazy world we live in. We realize time is short, amen. I mean, 2017's almost gone, and uh, I, I, about the time I get used to writing the date 2017, it changes all, me, amen. That's, it's going to be 2018 before you know it. But just how all the stuff that happens within 60 seconds in this world, uh, you'd be amazed. These are scientific facts. Within the next 60 seconds, there will be five earthquakes someplace on, in the world. And you think about, you know, normally you only hear about the big ones. But uh, I remember in 1987, we had an earthquake in Indiana that you could feel. In fact, um, it, it cracked the cement. We had a basketball court at the church. And uh, there, there's evidence of that earthquake, amen. It cracked the cement. Uh, but it was a tremor that could be felt. But there will be five earthquakes someplace in the world within the next 60 seconds. This is on average, of course, so in some instances there could be more, some less. Interesting fact number two, lightning will strike the earth 360 times within the next minute. The sun, the S-U-N, the sun, will fling 60 million tons of matter into space within the next minute. Number four, 31,600 tons of water will evaporate from the surface of the earth. That's a lot of water, amen. Number five, six million chemical reactions will take place inside of every single cell in your body. The Bible tells us we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. Number six, a hummingbird will flap its wings 4,000 times. Four th you ever seen a hummingbird? We had one in our yard last year. and I mean, they're amazing to look at because all you see is this bird. The wings are moving so fast you can't even see the wings. 4,000 times a minute. That's amazing. Number seven, 31,600 tons of water will flow over Niagara Falls. It's a lot of water. Within the next minute, Amen. Here we go. You will blink an average of 12 times. Now, some more, some less. Now, I know what you're going to do. You're going to look at your watch, and you're going to put that one to the test. Amen? Uh, number nine. 250 babies will be born. Someplace in this world, on average, in the next minute, 250 babies will be born. Number 10. 107 people will die. 
107 people will die someplace in this world on average within the next 60 seconds. Um, last Thursday, December 14th, uh, I don't know, there's a fellow by the name of R.C. Sproul slipped out into eternity. A well-known preacher, uh, author of books, and uh, considered a Bible theologian. But death's an appointment, amen. Within the next 60 seconds, next minute, 107 people will slip off in eternity. And uh, often wonder, you know, of those 107 people on average that are going to die in the next minute, how many are going to spend eternity in heaven? How many are going to spend eternity in hell? Look at Psalms chapter 1. Verse 6, Psalms chapter 1, verse 6, says, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Amen. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. I think about that. Um, you know, the holiday season's coming up, and uh, you're going to spend some time with family and friends that normally you may not spend time with because of the holiday season. Uh, sometimes, you, you know, you may associate with family and friends who, who don't know the Lord, who may be lost. Keep in mind Psalms chapter 1, verse 6, amen, for the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but... The way of the ungodly shall perish. I want to take that word perish this morning and uh, look at it in acrostic form. Amen. So there'll be P-E-R-I-S-H. Six, six points to the message this morning. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your love, your mercy, and grace. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of salvation for Calvary for sending Your Son to die in our place to pay a sin debt that we couldn't pay. Lord, we live in a world that You're in control of and understanding that death's an appointment. I pray, Father, for those here, uh, they had that issue of salvation settled. If not, we pray the Holy Spirit would deal with their hearts. Lord, if there's someone lost this morning, uh, that You show them their need for salvation. Father, help me to say only the things you'd have me to say and that everything said and done here this morning will be pleasing in your sight. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 1, verse 6, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. The way of the ungodly shall perish. Take that word perish this morning. Um, I think about that word perish and I think about what it's talking about here, perishing from the presence of God. We think about hell and uh, people are either going to spend eternity in heaven or hell. One of two places, 107 people leaving this earth on average every 60 seconds. Amen. That's a lot. That comes up to, I did that on a 24-hour thing, an average of 151,000. 600 people on average will die today. That's a lot. That's mind-blowing 
to me, 151,600 people will slip out into eternity today. How many of those are going to heaven? How many are going to hell? We don't know. Only God knows. Amen. But as a Christian, that ought to concern us, I think. Um, People are perishing every day. 107 people every 60 seconds will slip out into eternity. That's, that's, to me, that's amazing. That's, you just don't think about those things until they're brought to your attention. At least I don't. Look at Proverbs chapter 29. Proverbs chapter 29. Let's look at that P in perish. Proverbs chapter 29, look at verse 18. This is a familiar verse, often used by missionaries and with good reason. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18 says this, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he, amen. But there is no vision, the people perish. They perish at 107 per per minute on average. 107 per minute on average. Perish from this world. uh, But if you're saved, you go on to be with the Lord. Amen. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, Paul says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But those that don't know the Lord, they're going to perish from the presence of God. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And uh, the vision, of course, is of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, a vision of Jesus Christ found in the Bible needs to be proclaimed to people all over the world. Amen. That's the great commission. Matthew chapter 28 verse 19, our Lord tells us to go and, and, and teach and preach God's word to people everywhere. They need to hear. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Uh, it's the great commission. Why? Least people perish. Least people perish. This is why ministries like uh, Seedline are so important. Placing the truth of God's word in people's hands. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Proverbs 29, 18 uh, says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But it goes on to say, But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. This is the law, amen? God's word. That's the law that he's talking about. Uh, What a blessing. What a blessing it is to have God's word in your hand. And uh, boy, we, we take that for granted, don't we? We do. Uh, there, there's people all over the, that's like what I said, seed line, what a ministry, what a blessing to be a part of that ministry, to place God's word in people's hands, uh, free of charge. And uh, it's a good ministry. And uh, what, what? where there's no vision, People perish. It's important. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. This is a problem with um, 
many people in America, we have God's word. We're without excuse. Uh, why is it so many people neglect so great a salvation in the United States of America? Well, I think the answer is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. The Bible says this, Paul says, In whom the God of this world, small g, amen. Who's the God of this world? Satan, the devil. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. People are blinded. They're deceived. And uh, their vision is blinded by the God of this world. That's why, I believe that's why the Lord didn't take us home yet, amen? I believe that's why we as born-again Christians are still here. We have a purpose. And uh, that's to enlighten those with the vision of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because the lost are blinded. Blinded by the God of this world. And uh, the P in perish, uh, it's the people. People perish at a rate of 107 per minute. What about that E in perish? Let's go to probably the most well-known verse in all the Bible, John chapter 3, verse 16. John chapter 3, verse 16. And if uh, you have the capacity of memorizing a Bible verse, this is probably one that you have memorized. Amen? John chapter 3. Verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. Everlasting life. If you're saved this morning, you have everlasting life. But if you're not saved... You're going to perish in everlasting torment. Everlasting torment. Do you know people that don't know the Lord? Are you going to spend time with people this uh, holiday season? We got, you know, Thanksgiving just came and went. And, and uh, before you know it, Christmas is going to be here. People have holiday dinners with family and friends. And, and then you got the new year coming up. I uh, just want to encourage you this morning to realize that people perish every day that don't know the Lord. And as a child of God, amen. The Great Commission of Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, that's for us today. It's our, our job, our duty to tell them, to warn them, amen. People are going to spend, they're either going to have everlasting life with the Lord Jesus Christ forever and ever, or they're going to perish in everlasting torment from the presence of God for all eternity. And that's a reality that we need to be aware of. Amen. Somebody said one time, what's a preacher's job? Well, a preacher has many jobs. And one job is to get people to think about spiritual things when they don't want to think about spiritual things. And uh, sometimes we just, you know, we got a lot of things going on in our life and we forget people are perishing. People are perishing. 
perishing at a rate of 107 per minute. 151,600 people will perish today. A small percentage of that will probably be saved. I don't know. But I think the majority are going to spend eternity in hell. Not everybody's a child of God, amen? You have to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. What about that R in parish? Let's go to Luke chapter 3. Luke chapter 3. Let's make out Luke chapter 13, amen. Luke chapter 13. We'll look at verse 3. Luke chapter 13, verse 3. What about that R in parish? Luke chapter 13, verse 3 says, I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. I think about that R in perish. I think of the word repent. How important is that? Well, Jesus just repeats himself. You know, when something's really important, have you ever had to repeat it to your kids or, you know, to make sure they get, they understand? Uh, well, well, our Lord does that. Look at verse 5. Luke chapter 13, verse 5, it's identical, word for word, to verse 3. This is how important this verse is. I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Verse 3 and verse 5 are identical. Repentance is an important part of salvation. What is repentance? Uh, I've heard some good definitions of repentance. One is, repentance is an inward change of mind that leads to an outward change of direction. I thought that's pretty good. What is repentance? It's an inward change of mind that leads to an outward change of direction. Another good definition of what repentance is is uh, somebody said repentance means you want to do right. Do you have a want to do right? That's what repentance is. Listen, we're still sinners, amen. We're sinners saved. We're sinners saved by grace. The body doesn't get saved. You're still, as a Christian, you're still going to mess up. You're still going to do wrong but there's going to be a want in you to do right. Do you have a want to do right? I heard people say, well, I'm, I'm saved, so it doesn't matter. It does matter. It does matter. There better be a want to do right. That's evidence of salvation, amen? You got the Holy Spirit in you convicting you when you do wrong to make you want to do right. You become a new creature in Christ. What is repentance? It's an inward change of mind that leads to an outward change of direction. You're not going to do the same things that you used to do. There's going to be a change. Amen. Uh, I think it was the hymn fields that 
had a song, there is a change in me, amen. When I got saved, I'm not the same man I used to be. There's been a change. Has there been a change in you? That's what repentance does. It causes you to change. It's a inward change of mind that leads to an outward change of direction. Jesus said, I tell you nay, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. So repentance is necessary and it's important. And except you repent, you're going to perish. That's God's word. Amen. What about that I in perish? Let's go to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Look at verse 3. Romans chapter 10, verse 3. Paul says this, For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, and are going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. You know why people perish? Through ignorance. (laughs) Through ignorance. Paul says, for they being ignorant. Ignorant of what? Ignorant of God's righteousness. You know what the average lost person thinks? They think, well, if I just live a good enough life, you know what? They're, they're dependent upon their own righteousness. That's the problem. Your righteousness is not good enough. Isaiah, what does Isaiah tell us about our righteousness? It says filthy rags, isn't it? In God's sight, we need the righteousness of Jesus Christ. If you don't have the righteousness of Jesus Christ, you're going to perish in the eternal flame. Why do people perish? They're ignorant. Why are they ignorant? Because they haven't heard. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Didn't somebody tell you? Somebody told me. I remember back in 1986, two young men came knocking on my door and told me about the righteousness of Jesus Christ and invited me to church. And I went and I heard I got under conviction, and I repented, and I got saved. Amen. That's what it takes. People perish because they're ignorant of God's righteousness. What about that S in perish? Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, look at verse 18. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, Paul says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it's the power of God. Unto us that are saved. You know, many have perished believing The preaching of the cross is just foolishness, just a fairy tale, just a fable, um, which I think is kind of odd. 
I know in the public school system, they allow fairy tale books in the library. They allow books about fiction in the public school library. But when I was there, I don't know, it's probably constantly changing one year, yes, one year, no. I, but when I was in the public school, they didn't allow the Bible. They would allow books that aren't true, but yet they kept the Word of God out of the school library. Why is that? Why is that? Well, because it's the power of God, amen? The preaching of the cross, there's power. Paul says, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it's the power of God. If you're here this morning, you know the preaching of the cross is powerful. We sing the song, kneel at the cross. Christ will meet you there, amen. Have you been to Calvary? Have you been to Calvary? Have you been to the foot of the cross? It's life-changing. It's everlasting, amen, the, the gift of salvation. But Paul says, for those, for the preaching of the cross to them that perish, it's just foolishness. It's just a fairy tale. It's just a fable. But for us that are saved, it's the power of God. So I got for the word perish there, uh, the preaching of the cross saves, amen? Preaching of the cross saves. And lastly, what about that H in perish? Let's go to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. So our Lord and Savior speaking. Look what he says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 29 and verse 30. Matthew chapter 5, verse 29. This is a bold statement. He says, and if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. That's a strong statement, amen? It doesn't stop there. He goes on to say in verse 30, And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee. Why? For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. You know what our Lord is saying here? He's saying it's better for you to enter into life maimed than for your whole body to slip off in eternity into a place called hell. That's how bad hell's going to be. And yet, People at a rate of 107 per minute are slipping off into eternity every 60 seconds. I 
I think we, as Christians, we need to be reminded of the fact that hell is real, amen? Hell is real. This time of the year, you're going to see something like these, um, these pots around places like Walmart, steel pots with the bells and, you know, the Salvation Army. Uh, General William Booth started that back in the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s over in London, England. General William Booth was the founder of the Salvation Army. Now, Salvation Army is not exactly today what it used to be, amen, but what is? <laughs> the de-evolution of everything. Man's not getting better, he's getting worse, amen. Uh, the Wesleyans, they're, they're not what John Wesley was all about. The Lutheran church today is, is not about what Martin Luther is, amen. Uh, uh, we're de-evolving, amen. We're not getting better, we're getting worse. But General William Booth was the founder of the Salvation Army, and uh, he made a famous statement one time. He said this, he says, I wish my people could spend five minutes in hell. What a statement. He said, I wish my people, who, who, who's he talking about? He's talking about those that he led to the Lord. He's talking about the flock that God had given him to shepherd. He said, I wish he could just spend five minutes of he in hell. Why is that? He, he wanted his people to get a burden for the lost. That's what he's talking about. Listen, do you have a burden for the lost? Can you imagine spending five minutes in hell? Jesus says it's best if you pluck out your eye or cut off a hand. If that's what it takes to keep you out, you'd be much better off. That's how bad hell's going to be. A hundred and seven people every 60 seconds leaves this planet. And they're going to spend eternity. They're going in one of two places. They're either going to heaven to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord, or they're going to hell. And they're not getting out. There's no parole, there's no purgatory. Once you're there, you're there forever and ever and ever. It's a place where the soul never dies. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 14 says this, Therefore, hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure. You know what that's saying? Hell's getting bigger every day. 151,600 people die every day on average. Now, they're not, they're, they're not all going to hell, but uh, probably a big majority, amen. Hell has enlarged herself. It's getting bigger by the day, by the minute. How many people since we started this morning had slipped off into eternity. Well, on average, 107 per minute. 
every 60 seconds. General William Booth said, I wish my people could spend five minutes in hell to get a glimpse of what it's like, of how bad it is, to get a burden for the lost. Do you have a burden for the lost, Christian? Do you even care? <laughs> we need to care, amen. We're going to give an account someday. There's a soul winner's crown. There's a reward given out to those who care. It's called a crown of righteousness. You know why it's called a crown of righteousness? Because every time somebody gets saved, all of heaven rejoices. It says, the angels take note. All of heaven rejoices. Luke chapter 15. All of heaven rejoices every time some lost sheep comes to know the Savior. Amen. Christmas dinners are just around the corner. New Year dinner just around the corner. Probably going to have opportunity within the next couple of weeks of sitting down and spending conversation with lost family members. Listen, if you don't tell them, who will? Who will? We need to get a burden for the lost. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your love, your mercy, and grace. Thank you, Lord, back in 1987 that you cared enough for me to send two young men, and they obeyed the call, took time out on a Saturday, and came knocking on my door, invite me to church. Lord, they had a burden for the lost. Lord, give me a burden for the lost. People are perishing. People are perishing right now, slipping off into eternity. Lord, give me a burden for the lost, I pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed. Would you stand to your feet? I have a song of invitation. Has the Lord placed someone on your heart? You want to just, you know, salvation starts with prayer. Amen. Just come down and pray for them. Maybe you have a lost loved one in another state. Maybe you're not going to be able to go reach them, but maybe you can pray that the Lord has sent someone send someone to warn them about perishing. Maybe you're here this morning. I don't want to take for granted. I got saved in church. Maybe there's someone here who needs to be born again. You come. Get someone's attention.
have the, some men come forward for the offering this morning. Brother Dave, would you ask the blessings on the offering? Thank you for this beautiful day to give us. The message that we can learn from and apply to our hearts and share with others around us. We ask you to bless this offering, bless the gift that we give us. May it go to your work and be spread to the, throughout the world and share the gospel be used to further your, your will and your way for our lives. That's all these things are precious to some announcements. December 24th, that'll be next week. No PM service and also the 31st. Uh, New Year's Eve, just a morning service, but we are having services tonight. Keep Pastor and Miss Christie and uh, Elizabeth and Faith in your prayers as they're on vacation for traveling mercies and so forth. It's a crazy world we live in, amen. And uh, so keep them in your prayers. Uh, is there any other announcements we need to keep in mind this morning? Amen. Yeah. Uh, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Continue to pray for the one Lord, amen, at the altar this morning as we dismiss here, remembering. Uh, praise, praise the Lord that God's still dealing with people's hearts, amen. Um, lives being changed through the preaching of God's word, amen. Uh, let's go ahead and dismiss in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the day. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being here in your house. Lord, we thank you, Father, for your word and the privilege of fulfilling Matthew chapter 28, Lord, the Great Commission. Father, we have the privilege of being able to go out and tell others about the love of Jesus Christ. Help us to be obedient to that calling, Lord, that we'll take it to heart and do so this week. We'll give you all the praise and glory for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.